Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome aboard, Indiana Sports Beat, coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios here on this Monday. We are starting the week off. Dylan Sin with us as always. Dylan, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Another great Monday. A lot of sports to talk about. IU basketball, IU football, Colts football, uh, every, everything happening at once here. It's, it's, a busy, it's a busy month. Yes, sir. College football coming to a close. College basketball getting started. Don Fisher, the great voice of the Hoosiers, will be with us uh, here a little bit. Matt Taylor normally with us uh, on today from the Colts. He'll probably join us tomorrow instead. But uh, you just mentioned a gigantic win by the Colts over the Raiders. 44-27. Man, big win. But uh, Indiana football, you got uh, ranked seventh. Both polls now. Dylan, both polls were out yesterday. Indiana moving up to number seven. College football committee. I'm just laughing because they're they're trying their best. Indiana football is kind of like a, a hot air balloon, and they're trying their best to keep that thing from getting off the ground. They're like, oh, come back. They're trying to hold it down because they got other balloons they want to get in front of Indiana because that's what their plan is. And, man, it's these other teams aren't helping them by losing. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there, there's a lot of teams around them that uh, that struggled this past weekend. Uh, Indiana should move up, you'd think, in the college football playoff rankings, at least a little bit from the, from their perch at number 12. You'd think they would at least uh, jump over Miami um, and possibly Florida. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, probably not, I would say, because uh, Florida is Florida and Indiana is Indiana. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And uh, in, Indiana is right on the cusp of one of those New Year's Six Bowls. They're, they're going to need a little bit of help here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, to get one, but they're right on the cusp, which is a huge accomplishment for this program uh, in general. Yeah, they had been pegged for the Fiesta Bowl for a couple of weeks. That that's looked like the way they were headed. And then all of a sudden that changed. After they go on the road and beat Wisconsin, a ranked team, well, Wisconsin's just not that good, so we got to drop him. So it kind of seems like things didn't went sideways at that point. But worst case scenario, they'd end up in the, the Citrus Bowl and personally being selfish. I'd rather they were in the Citrus Bowl. I actually think it pays the same as the Fiesta Bowl. It's not as much prestige from a New Year's Six Bowl, but same day, it's it's a gigantic bowl. But uh, I, I'm not. It's gonna be hard. To, I didn't think that they would get in there, Dylan. But it's gonna be hard to keep them out if they don't play this game Friday. And I don't think this game plays against Purdue. So then you skip that. Now you just to the bowl game. I, I don't see that they play again. Um, I, I don't know. It's I, I, how are you going to keep them out 
if they're inside the top 12 and you're not good, I don't think you can root them out of the top 12 now, especially tomorrow. I expect them to at least move up a couple of spots. Um, and that's going to be hard to root Indiana. Well, no, it's not really going to be hard. They'll do whatever the hell they want. That's the thing. Indiana can move up into the top 10 even right now. And at the end of the season, if, if this committee wants to, they're going to do what they want to do. We've already seen that. We we saw them jump Iowa State up four spots after a, a meaningless victory and leave Indiana the same after a, a, a on, on the road top 25 win. So they're going to do what they want to do. But it's getting a little bit more difficult for them to not be seen as what how they're doing it. Right. And that's – and so – it basically Indiana right now just needs to hope that Ohio State looks very, very good against Northwestern because right now Indiana is kind of in the position where its best win is a loss, right? They're, they're, they're best, the best they played this season uh, was the second half against Ohio State. And if Ohio State goes out and just lays waste to Northwestern, that's a point in Indiana's favor. Um, and, and that should help the committee kind of say, hey, look, in, Indiana played with this team where Northwestern was completely unable to. Uh, and, and that should help Indiana in the rankings. But they're, they're also going to need some help. They, they have to hope that, uh, that uh, Iowa State or Oklahoma uh, wins convincingly in, in the Big 12 championship game to kind of make the other one look a little bit less relevant. Uh, you have to hope um, that, that Florida loses convincingly to Alabama in the SEC championship game um, and, and, and things of that nature. So there, there's help to be had out there for Indiana, but they're going to be scoreboard watching a little bit uh, next week during championship week. Yeah, those two teams you just mentioned, Florida, that would be a third loss uh, if they lose to Alabama. Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma, they're going to play in the Big 12 championship game. One of those teams is going to have a third loss. There is no way in heck you, you can put a three. They've already put a two, the two-loss teams in front of Indiana, but there's no way you could put a three-loss team in front of them. That would be, I think that would be nearly impossible to accomplish, even for this pathetic uh, morally bankrupt committee. Uh, there, it would that would just be really tough to do and get away with. Yeah, yeah, you you you'd think so, right? Like, um, and to be clear, I don't I don't think the committee is trying to screw Indiana or anything like that. I think I think that they think that Indiana is a little bit um, that they've won some games against teams that didn't turn out to be very good, um, and so. It, Gary Barta talked after um, they made the ranking about how Indiana doesn't have any top 25 wins of teams that are currently ranked in the top 25. Yeah, but see, when, are, that, when did that change? Because every season before this, it, that that's never the case. If you beat a team and they're ranked, that was considered beating a ranked team. Now, all of a sudden, when it doesn't fit their mantra, oh, well, let's change that. They're not ranked now. Well, you know what? A lot of teams aren't ranked now that were beat that were ranked earlier. That's your old fault. You all ranked them. So it's just such a load of crap. It's not that they're trying to screw Indiana, but they are screwing Indiana. And But they're fattening themselves. They're doing what they want to do. This is not about who's the best. Because you cannot tell me that an Indiana team that went their only loss is going to Ohio State and losing by a score after they basically handed them three scores with the turnovers. Uh, you're not that much different. Uh, then if this team is, if Ohio State is so good, then how can Indiana be that different? It just, it doesn't come out in the wash when they say this and then they do that. It's, it's all about the money. I mean, let's just be honest. And the Big Ten is helping them. That's why they're not fighting for Indiana. 
They need Ohio State in. They need they want that six million dollar paycheck. And Ohio State is the only team that's going to get in there because they know Indiana is not going to get in uh, with that one loss. They're not no chance. So Ohio State has to get in, or they lose six million dollars. It's that it's that simple. It's a six million dollar paycheck by getting into the, the the playoffs. Yeah, and yeah, and and that's. That's always we, we saw the same thing kind of with the ACC, right? They they canceled the last week of games between Notre Dame for Notre Dame and Clemson and Miami as well. If if Miami had been there, after, I hate to do that, but I think we got Don with us still. Don, are you there, sir? I am here. Great, the voice of the Hoosiers, Don Fisher, joining us. We Don, we were just talking about Indiana football, uh, moving up in the polls, hopeful to move up in the college football playoffs. But there's so much going on right now. We the Purdue game is scheduled. We don't know if it's going to happen, but things are going good for Indiana football. I guess we can say that. Seventh in the country now in both the polls. We'll see what the CFP CFP does today or in the next couple of days here. In regard to moving them up like they did not do last week, which was, I don't know how that's possible, but they didn't move up last week But in, in the CFP rankings. But look, uh, here's what we know. Indiana is not going to be playing football probably this week, even though, well, I shouldn't say that because they scheduled a game for the Big Ten between Indiana and Purdue for the final week of the season on Friday night of this week. But, again, Indiana's numbers spiked last week. Purdue's numbers spiked last week. And both those program schools are going to have to come down in numbers for them to play this week. And does that happen in a week's time? I don't know. I haven't seen it happen previously. So we'll just have to wait and see. But they have scheduled a game for Indiana and Purdue to meet on Friday night, which is also changing the rules of what they said was going to be at the beginning of the season because you were supposed to play your significant number, wherever your standing was in the East, that would be the same team who would play in the West. That hasn't happened. So that's another change the Big Ten has made uh, from all these uh, scenarios that they put forth at the beginning of the season. So all I can tell you right now is this Indiana football team's had a tremendous year. I really am excited about the fact that they're probably going to get a really good bowl game out of this situation. And hopefully they'll play a football game against Purdue on Friday night. I just have to kind of keep my fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, it's kind of torn on what or I'm kind of torn on. You know, playing that game, they need the games, obviously, because they didn't play as many this year. But you have to remember, they also played consecutive games weeks after week after week and didn't get to take a break. Uh, it might be good for this team just to be able to take a break, recoup, get get ready for the bowl game. Uh, you hate to see them miss the bucket game, but it's just the year has just not turned out the way we'd like for it to be. And for them to have achieved making these games has been a, 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 an achievement in itself. But, yeah, they, I can see them just taking off, getting ready for the bowl game, which hopefully will be either a, a, a New York Six bowl game or the Citrus Bowl at worst. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's no way to know how this is all going to play out here this weekend. Um, all, all, so right now, I, I mean, whether Indiana play, or Indiana Purdue play or not, the only thing really right now that you have to look forward to and be very positive that's probably going to take place is a ball game. And at this juncture, um, my guess is that Indiana is going to get a good ball game. And when I say a good ball game, it's going to be one of the, it could be a, one of the uh, New Year's Day six. It could be uh, a Citrus, the Outback. What, those are also January 1st games. There are a number of bowls that are looking at Indiana. There's no question about that. That's what we do 
also know that Kane Womack will not be back as the defensive coordinator next year because he's just been hired as the head football coach in South Alabama, the school that he came from when he joined Indiana uh, as the, one of the defensive uh, football coaches on the staff. And Kane, as everybody knows, did a remarkable job this year. This team has been unbelievable on defense and the masking and, and, and the ability to, to blitz from just about any place on the field it's just been amazing, and it's been fun to watch, and this defense has been special. So from that perspective, those are the things that we do know that are definite at this juncture. I think Kane will probably coach Indiana's team, and I think we will find that out. We will learn that on Wednesday night because Tom Allen will be doing our next Inside IU football show on Wednesday, and it's also a good possibility that we'll have Nick Sheridan and Kane Womack on that show. So know exactly what the, the status is of those both of Kane's situation as far as coaching in a bowl game when Indiana gets that bit. Yeah, that's a, a, just a great for Kane Womack. Uh, qu- comes quick. I mean, man, he just two years here at Indiana, but as you said, the defense, a big reason for Indiana's successful season this year, and wish him the best. And having him coach in a bowl game, huge uh, for Indiana, if that comes to be. Hopefully that does for them. But uh, And wish him the best of luck going forward. You hate to see the coaches leave, but you have to see that because that's a sign of a rich and thriving program, Don. And it's just part of, the, it's part of what, what the good programs have to go through. Well, it is. Uh, anytime a program starts to rise and it's significant in the sense of what Indiana's done this year, certainly in, in what they have done, with a six and one record at this point, um, you're going to have people uh, that say, "Look, we got to get that guy, or this other guy, or this guy looks like he is head coach material," and they're going to get opportunities, and you cannot deny them those opportunities. And Kane, uh, he'll be the youngest head football coach, I think, in the country if he takes over at age 33 in South Alabama, which he will. So. <laughs> this guy has definitely made a rise in a hurry. Like I said, he's been at Indiana for three years. The first year he's the linebackers coach, and now the last two is the defensive coordinator. And he was the defensive coordinator at South Alabama and did a remarkable job when he was there. They were very high on him at that point in time. So you knew if they were going to make a change in their coaching staff that he would get an opportunity to be the new guy, and he certainly took it. And I, I don't blame him a bit. He's, he's a great guy a really good football coach, and to get that opportunity at his age, anybody in his position would take it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Uh, On the basketball court yesterday, the Hoosiers back in action with a big win over North Alabama. Uh, Alabama, North Alabama, short team, but Indiana worked on the shooting, and, man, the three-point shots were flying in after a slow start yesterday. Well, it's about time. (laughs) (laughs) Three-point shooting. I mean, they, they have had their problems uh, knocking down shots from long range this year. Uh, and there's no question, there are two or three, four guys on this team that are capable of knocking down threes. But unfortunately, we haven't seen much of that consistency-wise for the last four years, five years in Indiana. We haven't seen that guy that could just step up and knock down shots uh, just about every time he comes out on the floor. Uh, and I'm not sure we've seen that yet from this Indiana basketball team, but yesterday there were a whole bunch of guys that stepped up and hit threes, not the least of which was Armand Franklin, who knocked down five of those in his seven attempts at the ball game, and another terrific effort by Franklin. He is, he is quickly stepping up to be maybe the one guy on this basketball team that has made 
the most dramatic improvement from a year ago. He is a difference maker on defense. He's done a really good job of handling the basketball for the most part. Uh, he had five assists on top of everything else yesterday, and he had three steals. His defense has been stellar. Uh, we used to think that Rob Finnessy was the best defensive player in this basketball team. Right now, Rob uh, will have to really work hard to maintain that, that status because Armand Franklin has just been special at this point. But you're right, the three-point shots rained down yesterday in the second half, hitting 9 of 20 in the second half alone. Uh, that was critical, and this team needs to continue to do that because, as you saw yesterday, Trace Jackson Davis was a marked man. He had double and triple teams almost every time he touched the basketball yesterday. Um, and he went to the free throw line 11 times for a good portion of his points. So there, there's little doubt that everybody knows that Trace Jackson Davis is the guy that you've got to contain or at least uh, try to contain when you're playing against them. And if you've got guys that can knock down threes, it's going to be a lot tougher to do that. Yeah. Hey, Don, Dylan Sin here from the Journal-Gazette. I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the Indiana uh, defense because they've held two, two straight teams uh, to less than 40% shooting. Archie Miller keeps talking about how good his defense can be. What have you seen from this team on the defensive end? And, and Because Archie Miller said it's, it's way better than it was last year at this point. I think the big thing is that the pack line defense takes a while to learn. And you've got a bunch of guys out there now who have been in it for a couple of years, and they, they understand the system now. They get it. They don't have to think about what they're supposed to be doing. They're actually just doing it. They're reacting to what they're supposed to do on a, on a, a play-by-play basis. It looks to me like they really understand it, number one. Number two, they are playing really hard. And Archie's got these guys understanding that you've got to go at this thing hard no matter what the status is or the team that you're playing against. If you don't play hard, you're not going to be successful. And they're just playing so hard. And when you watch that, I went back and watched the first half last night of, the, of that ball game just to see a couple of things that I wanted to see. And I was just amazed at how hard these guys played at the defensive end. And it, it's, it's a big part of want to of guys wanting to do that and to, to show that they are capable of playing that kind of defense. And right now, it, it appears to me that this team is uh, hitting on all cylinders. At least they certainly were yesterday. I hope that continues. I don't think there's any question if they play good at the defensive end this year in every ball game that they play in the Big Ten, they'll be in it. But they're going to have to play really well at the offensive end as well to, to win because – this Big Ten is absolutely loaded. There are no bad teams in this league. It's just amazing how good these basketball teams in the Big Ten are this year. And I think it's going to be as much of a dogfight as we saw last year. I think it's going to be even more so this season. I think it's. I don't think anybody's going to go through this league and just dominate like they, like you have seen in the past, like a Michigan State or or some of these teams that have been very good. Michigan a couple of years ago. There's just nobody in this league that I think that you can take anybody lightly whatsoever. The coaching is too good, and the players are too good. You're right, Don, from top to bottom. And, and usually there's a team that will kind of uh, establish itself at the top. And this year you've got three teams that are looking at Michigan State and Iowa, Illinois, that are in that uh, national championship conversation. Then about five or six schools that are just top 
tough, tough. And so this every night is just going to be a battle. And man, it is going to be it's going to be a long season for you and the rest of the basketball team. Man, it's just going to be a fight every night. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch and to see who can persevere through this because you're going to have to persevere. It's not going to be easy. And I would assume that there are some teams that will fall by the wayside as the year goes on just because it, it takes some real mental toughness to deal with, with these kinds of games on a game-in, game-out basis. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who can get through this thing, continue to maintain playing as well as they have up to that point, and playing as hard as you have to play every time you walk out on the floor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don is scheduled to be on the call for Friday's Indiana-Purdue game, which I, I don't think is going to happen. Then there's the next basketball game is scheduled, Indiana-Butler on Saturday. Hopefully that happens. We're not sure. We'll see if that happens or if Indiana ends up going straight to Big Ten play, Don. Yep. We've got Inside IU football tonight with Archie Miller, and then Wednesday with uh, Tom Allen, Inside IU football. Uh, I say IU basketball with Archie, and then with football with Tom on Wednesday, that's also signing day, so we'll learn more about the signing situation for Indiana football, uh, who's who's going to come to Indiana and play football next year. And then likewise, uh, th there's so many other things that could take place this week. The COVID thing, obviously, is playing a huge factor and whether or not there will be an Indiana-Purdue game on Friday night. The good news is they moved it to Friday. If, in fact, they play, I'll be able to do both the, the football and the basketball games this weekend. So I don't have to worry about conflicts if that happens. And that's a bonus for Hoosier fans. Don, I cannot thank you enough as always, man. We really appreciate you. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Thank you, sir. The great Don Fisher, the voice of the Indiana Hoosiers, joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat as he does each Monday. Uh, we'll talk about that in a lot more detail when we come back. Dillison from the Fort Wayne Journal is with us. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, and we're back with more right after this. Located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway, Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to thehoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. 
The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or be sure to get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington with Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The College of Pro Football seasons bring friends together, and Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bushlight drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings, or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon This is former Indiana basketball player Brian Evans, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Jim Coyle. Sports Beat coming to you here on this Monday from the Golf Club Eagle Point Studios, hole number six. Dylan, I uh, just got the phone with the great legend Don Fisher, talking about uh, IU basketball and football, both there, but uh, staying on the football train, I just do not see that game being played. Don said that as well, but he said something else that I was that a lot of people have been wondering about, Kane Womack, whether or not he would coach in the bowl, coach in the bowl game, and I, I I would suspect that he would as well because he's going to be down. He's probably going to be splitting his time. And by not playing this game, that is a benefit to both, to him and this team, because that would allow him to do both. Doesn't have to focus on Purdue, preparing for Purdue. And I know that they're going to do what they have to do, but uh, I, that's that's what I think would end, is it going to end up happening. Yeah. And and obviously, uh, Womack is a, a good friend of Tom Allen's. He he has loved coaching for him by all indications. So he would probably want to do right by by Coach Allen um, and and coach as long as he can. Obviously, uh, at South Alabama, you want to start building the program uh, as quickly as you can. You want to jump right into that. So yeah, as you said, he'll be splitting his time uh, at the very least. Um, but yeah, it would be, it would be great for Indiana to have him on the sidelines for uh, at least one, possibly two more games here. Uh, so, uh, cause he is, he's been a very valuable part uh, of this defense. There's a reason that he is going to be, uh, one of the youngest head coaches in FBS next season. Uh, and he's earned that right because he was so good as a defensive coordinator this year. So obviously Tom Allen is a defensive guy. He can run the defense if need be, uh, but you'd like to have the guy who led one of the best defenses in the country this season, uh, kind of close out with them. Absolutely, and, and continuity, it, and with the the players, it, it gives them. I think it gives you closure, uh, and that's important. I mean, people can kind of laugh at that, but that's 
man, you're, you're, there's a lot of relationships that are going to be not ending, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's good changing and it matters. And that's because that's how they built this thing on relationships. You, you, you've heard Tom Allen. That's what he talks about. This has been built on relationships. Well, this is going to affect those relationships, but not in a negative way. It's just, uh, you know, they'll make it work, but it, it, it does. I think it gives them closure rather than this happening now in between the bowl game. You can finish the season together. You can finish what they started. And I think that's very, very important because, you know, I just used the word finished accidentally. But, you know, every time you say something now, you can see how it equates into that Indiana football program. And I think it'd be very important for them to finish that together. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. It's kind of the same as, as uh, back when, when Scott Frost took the Nebraska job when he was at Central Florida. He finished out the season and coached the bowl game. And so that's the thing. And, and, and that's what you want as a player. You want the coach that even if he's taking a better opportunity, which, again, Cam Womack has, has, has earned. And I think his players know that. Um, but they like the opportunity to, to finish out the season with him and kind of, as you said, finish what they started because this has been a special season for Indiana. You want to see them be able to finish uh, through the end of the season, maybe go get a big bowl win, maybe uh, even get a win over Purdue if that game happens, um, and potentially finish the season eight and one, which would be one of the best seasons uh, in Indiana history. Absolutely, I, I the bowl game. That's the next question. Where will they end up? Now, from a payday standpoint, actually, I don't think it's going to matter between the New York Six Fiesta Bowl, which was probably the most likely destination if it were a New York New Year's Six Bowl versus the Citrus Bowl I think the payout I've looked is the same so the Big Ten will not be losing money which I thought that they might have screwed themselves by by causing Indiana not to uh, be in a New Year's Six Bowl they may end up in one though yet because of what we talked about earlier in the show the losses to uh, Florida lost they're, they're going to be they're, they got to play Alabama now they're, they're going to be a three loss team uh, now if they're not that would screw. That would kind of screw things up because that would put them back in the conversation. But they're going to be in the Orange Bowl if, if they can get them. But they have to beat Alabama, I think, to make the Orange Bowl. Um, who's underneath Florida in the East? Um, Georgia. Georgia. Georgia would be next. Another two-loss team that they yes. have in front of Indiana, which yes. SEC bias. Don't tell me it doesn't exist. Of course it exists. Uh, <laughs> my gosh, but. There's another, yeah, that's another one of the two lost teams without a quality win. So, but right. Indiana needs those two lost teams to get rooted out. And like I said, the Big 12 is going to root one of them out to Oklahoma or Iowa State. The thing is, if it's Iowa State that loses that game, man, the committee has been so bullish on them. I mean, yeah. you would think it would be impossible for a three lost team to be in front of Indiana at that point. But that committee, that's the one area that they made sneaky. Now, another thing. I noticed that in the rankings, Indiana's behind Cincinnati. I I don't agree with that. Who in the hell has Cincinnati played? Absolutely nobody. I know that they've looked good, but they look good because they didn't play anybody. When you don't get tested, it's easy to look good. Indiana basketball looked great against North Alabama yesterday. They shot the lights out of it. They haven't been able to shoot the three in, in forever, and they killed it yesterday. But they did it against North Alabama. Let's don't forget that. Their tallest player was six foot seven. It matters who you're playing. So that 
It does matter, but we'll see if that affects them. I just think that it may work out for Indiana not playing Purdue again because they're going to be hard-pressed not to move Indiana up this week with the losses in front of them. And without playing again until the bowl game, that may have been what Indiana needed. Uh, and uh, to, to kind of push back on your on your Cincinnati take just a little yeah. bit, the Bearcats, the Bearcats have beaten teams like Army and SMU and, and UCF, and those aren't huge wins, but those are wins against teams that were ranked in the top 25 at one point in the season, just like IU oh, has wins. Apparently they don't count anymore, apparently, though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, Cincinnati has been a good team all season. But, no, Indiana is um, – I, I almost wonder whether uh, – whether it would be good for them to play Purdue on Friday, uh, just to, especially if they go out there and win that game big, if, if they were able to play it, um, because it just gives the committee one more look at Indiana and say, hey, especially with Tuttle, because it, the, the committee kind of seems to be hung up on the difference between Michael Penix and Jack Tuttle, and they think that Indiana, uh, their ceiling kind of lowered uh, when Michael Penix went out. And so beating Purdue big might give Indiana another chance to show that, hey, Jack Tuttle can play some quarterback too. Yeah, I, I was looking at it as they were just using it as an excuse because he went up and he beat Wisconsin. Um, they should have beat him 21 to, to, and to six, and that was not his fault. And he would have lit them up. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Everything you said is absolutely correct. And uh, but I, I just looked at them as like, like they seem to be able to find a way to devalue everything that, is, that has happened. Uh, but they can do that this year. Next year won't be able to care. They won't be able to do that next year. Uh, but getting that's, that's another reason why it's important to finish strong, it, to get that bowl win. You start the season off ranked. I, 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 looked, I was thinking about that earlier, the rankings. Indiana will they they don't start the season ranked. They have to fight to get to here. Can you imagine if you start the season ranked and you that you move up and you move up, then you're able to take those hits. Before Indiana was not able to take those hits. Next year they're going they should start. How do you not rank this team in the top ten next year? I'm thinking. Yeah, it's 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 gonna a lot's gonna depend on who comes back um, and things like that. But yeah, I, I would assume that they'd be a, a very highly ranked, especially if they play well in the bowl game. Um, they, they would be a very highly ranked team uh, to start the season. You're absolutely right about kind of being able to take a hit or two based on where you start. Uh, it, 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 I think about Penn State, right? Penn State started the season in the top ten this season, and if they, I think if Penn State had played the exact same schedule with the exact same results. The Indiana has had this season, they'd be ranked a heck of a lot higher than 12 uh, at this point um, because they started so much higher. And so obviously this the first CFP rankings don't come out until the middle of the season. We know all that. But it just seems to me from where I'm sitting that a, a Penn State team with exactly the same resume as Indiana has right now would not be ranked 12. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we it's, you know, it's on your chest. And, and, and like I said, they I don't think that they'll be able to get by with that as much next year. Uh, when Indiana has to show some consistency uh, and become a part of the hierarchy, you you have to become a you got to earn it. Like like I, I like I said, I remember sitting in a Tom Allen press conference when they lost to Michigan uh, four years ago, three four years ago, and there was a close game where a, a pass interference again went against Indiana, and, and Tom Allen said, "You got to earn those calls." Well, they've got to earn their place in the hierarchy. you got to earn your spot. But it seems like 
when a coastal Carolina or a Cincinnati comes along, oh my God, it's so cute. Let's pop them up. But man, that's not, it's not cute for Indiana, apparently, unfortunately. But uh, Tom Allen, it's very fortunate Indiana has Tom Allen, too, because if you had just a normal, flavorless coach that was succeeding, but still flavorless, I don't think it would get as much attention. I mean, because people love, and they should love Tom Allen and love what he's doing, how he's done this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's been, and, and that's been a huge part of uh, kind of, I mean, Tom Allen's approach to playing, to coaching football, especially in the Big Ten, uh, is tailor-made for getting his team on national highlight shows and Sports Center and things like that. Um, so, th- that, and that's really good for a, a guy that's trying to build a program, not quite from the ground up because the, the cover wasn't completely bare when he came in, uh, but from basically from no football tradition. Uh, and so getting on Sports Center and things like that is important because that's what, especially on, on, on social media, because that's where recruits are, that's where they're watching. And so Alan has done a really, really good job of, of kind of having that outsized personality, representing his team on a national stage and saying, this is what we're all about on a weekly basis. And I think that's a, an important part of Indiana's success. Illinois would certainly like to have some of that success on the football field. They fired Lovey Smith after five years. He went 17 and 39. The Lovey Smith experience or experiment did not work. And you can be sure that they're looking to Indiana and saying, hey, they're where we are in the Big Ten West. They, they, they used to be down there in the bottom, but they're not anymore. And they want that too. Indiana shows you that it's possible. As almost as possible as we thought that it was, it is possible to take an Indiana in, in a, a such a dominant division in, in, in a football conference as the Big Ten East and change things. Now, they, they've had help because the timing has worked out perfect of when this is happening, but the change is happening. This, this is not, they're not good because of COVID. They're not good because of this crazy year. They're great because they're a good team. Uh, but the fortune of it happening this year and some other things you want, I think it's benefiting Indiana and it gives them more attention. So, hey, this this could be the changing of the guard uh, of sorts in the Big Ten East. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, Penn State and Michigan are down right now and that helps Indiana. But that's not why they're they're good. Right. Indiana, they, they've been building to this for a few years. I mean, they went eight and five last year. Uh, when everything w- was was hunky dory, so you know it, it, this is something that has been building for Indiana for a few years. We knew before this season, everyone was talking about how good Indiana might be. So this this did not come out of nowhere, um, and and so that as you said, Illinois kind of they will probably try to build their program along a similar route. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go for coaching hires because Illinois has been um, kind of. It's been a dead end for coaches for a while. Um, and even Ron Zook, who took the team to a Rose Bowl, ended up being fired and hasn't had um, uh, a whole lot of um, national success since then. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where where Illinois goes for that coaching search uh, and where they, what candidates they, what kind of field of candidates they have available. Because Illinois has built a brand over the last few years under Lovey Smith as the team that takes a lot of transfers, and there are going to be a lot of transfers available this off season because of the, the eligibility rules changing. So they could, they could be in position to get a lot of good players in the off season if they hire the right coach. The thing is though, you're building that with replacement parts and that's a, that's a, a temporary fix because you then have to support that with years of recruiting. 
And if that years of recruiting base is not there, you don't have a foundation to start with. And that rickety transfer thing that like you, you can have a, a successful season quickly, maybe, but you can't sustain that. And with all the questions of this fifth year of eligibility, uh, you've got five classes now that, that changes things. It's like, oh, my gosh, you've got so many things to, to navigate through. That's that just adds to the, the, what's going on over there. It maybe makes that a little more difficult. I don't know. But they have the resources. Illinois is a big school. I mean, it's a big 10 school period. Uh, Illinois is a gigantic state or you know, I don't know how many million people they got there, but they have what, four million just in Chicago alone. Uh, so, you know, the resources are there. Northwestern did it. If Northwestern can go to the Rose Bowl, Illinois can can come back too. But it, it's kind of fun to see these programs come. It's fun to see Indiana. Of course, we cover Indiana, so it makes it more fun. But of course, but it's still fun to see those programs circulate. When you you just don't want to see who wants to see the same four teams: Clemson, North Alabama. We don't. We're tired of that. So, oh well, we'll see it. But uh, we got a lot more coming up. A lot more to get to. Some basketball, Dylan. We'll talk about. We'll hear from. Uh, Archie Miller, as they beat North Alabama yesterday, as they prepare for Butler coming up next, hopefully. Uh, that plenty more. The Raiders, uh, the Colts go out and defeat the Raiders. We'll talk about that as well. It's championship week, form tip-off. A lot of IU recruits in action there. Plenty more to get to. You're listening to Indiana Sports Beat. We'll be back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice beer from a select craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour the game on one of Bubba's 50 teas, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or be sure to get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington with Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. 
Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The college pro football seasons bring friends together. From Leroy's Tab is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bushlight drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings, or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Peppers for you here on this Monday, coming to you from the Golf Club League of Point Studios. Dylan Sim from Fort Wayne Journal Gazette City, and as always, Jim Coyle here. Thanks a lot to, uh, of course, Todd Leary last night after the game with Todd Leary, talking about Indiana basketball. Jordan Halls joined him. That was awesome to see. Go to YouTube for that. You can find it on Indiana's Facebook, Indiana Sports Beats um, YouTube page. Go there and subscribe. It makes it a lot easier. Sign up. Try to always gonna try to work on having special guests uh, for each of those shows. That'll make that a lot better. Thomas said nobody cares what I have to say. So let's get I'm trying to get other people on, Dylan. People that matter. But uh <laughs> Forum Tip Off Classic happened over the weekend. A lot of prospects in there for Indiana. Some good to see Indiana High School basketball, first of all. And because that's such a great event, it's always been such a great event, well attended. It's just one of those Indiana high school basketball things. And it was done by streaming this year. Did you watch the stream by chance? I, I didn't I didn't get a chance to because I was uh, I was covering Purdue on Saturday. But uh, I heard that it was it was just a great event. Uh, and it was it was great that it was able to, to go on uh, as we kind of navigate through the, the pandemic here. But. But yeah, uh, Caleb first up here in Fort Wayne at, at Blackhawk Christian. I saw had twenty three points, twenty one rebounds, uh, and eight assists uh, going to Purdue next fall. He, he he's a special player. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody cares. He's going to Purdue. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, Leland Walker in the first game of that afternoon. North Central guard Leland Walker report in twenty four points, four assists. They win seventy fifty four. Uh, well, right now, Walker's received high major offers from Xavier Province. DePaul, Indiana remains in contact with him. It's a program that could extend an offer later this season. Uh, he's one of the guys that was in action. He had Gary West versus Southport. Uh, Jalen Washington, he's a 2022 Gary West power forward. He's six foot eight, big old dude, man. So there was a lot of guys. He's got, uh, of course, Michigan State, Purdue, Stanford, Indiana. All standing out for him, but he, he's one of the big ones of this state. You know him well. He's up uh, not in your part of the country necessarily, the other side, but uh, whoo, one of them northern big boys. <laughs> Absolutely, there are a lot of good players up here uh, in the northern part of the state. All, all you guys down in uh, down in Bloomington, and don't uh, don't don't sleep on the northern part of the state. We we can play some basketball up here too. Absolutely. Then a big matchup was Lawrence North and uh, Archbishop Moeller, Cincinnati Moeller, because that's Logan Duncan, Indiana's commitment uh, from Cincinnati, and C.J. Gunn, uh, a 2022 IU target. 
Lawrence North ends up beating Moeller 58-57 on a late free throw with .7 seconds left in overtime. That was a classic, great matchup. Uh, Shamar Vance was the best player on the floor all night. He had a game-high 23 points. Uh, he's got offers from Miami of Ohio, IUPUI, and UT Martin. But he was the guy uh, on that night. But uh, also, C.J. Gunn, I think he had – what did he end up with? I think he had a good night. I can't remember. But uh, just what a game, though. That's that's what you want to see, man. That's what we've been missing out on. Yeah. like And, and, and that's that's kind of what makes Indiana special. Indiana basketball special is, is those type of games. And obviously, that's a game uh, between an Indiana team and an Ohio team. So good, good to see some uh, – uh, some interstate uh, basketball happening here um, uh, with with Logan Duncan coming to the state where he is going to start playing uh, basketball next season. Indiana is going to need him uh, as of right now. Uh, they they um, they're they're going to need some big guys next year if if Trace Jackson Davis decides uh, to go to the NBA after the season. He's playing himself into a high draft pick. So Logan Duncan might play some might play some big minutes uh, at the start of next season for Indiana. 2021 five-star guard uh, Aminu Muhammad has a decision date set for December 21st. It's coming up kind of soon. Uh, Indiana has been kind of hit with recruiting misses. Uh, Trey Coffin, Mason Miller, this is the next one up. Uh, He's currently number 15 overall, rivals class of 2021, second-rated shooting guard. The programs most heavily involved have been Indiana, Georgia, Georgetown, and Kansas State, Texas, Oklahoma State, DePaul been involved as well g league route an option word right now though is former indiana coach tom crean in georgia kind of little inside track maybe yeah that's uh the, the, the crystal ball on, on 27 24 7 sports has him picking georgia um we use which, rivals here, though. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> of course of course i i don't want to use the competition here on this <laughs> But yeah, uh, if if Tom Crean was to was to take uh, Amin Muhammad away from Indiana, that would be uh, that would be a recruiting coup uh, for the Bulldogs. It'd be tough because Indiana they're going to need to scramble a little bit if that ends up happening because they only have, as we said, one guy in this class right now. They missed out on Trey Kaufman, who they thought they were going to get. I, I, I believe uh, they missed out on Mason Miller, who chose Creighton, um, and and now they they have uh, Amin Muhammad, uh, who has a chance here to to choose IU. But uh, if he goes elsewhere, they're going to have to scramble and. And see if they can get some guys who are who are still valuable, uh, but not as, as highly rated as some of the players they've been in on in the past. With the optics of losing Trey Coffin, Southern Indiana kid to Purdue, not getting Mason Miller. If you don't get, not only do if you not get Muhammad, but if he goes to Tom Crean in Georgia, certainly can't be a great look for Archie. And it, it, it's not, but I think what you have to remember, and, and I, I don't mean this as, as any kind of defense of the fact that they only have one recruit so far in this class. What you have to remember is that Christian Lander would have been a 2021 guy. Uh, Indiana focused a lot of its rec- its 2021 recruiting efforts on him. They were in on him from the beginning. They wanted him. They went out and got him. Uh, and, and the fact that he ended up reclassifying makes this class look a little bit worse than it is. Um, but, but yeah, obviously it would have been nice to get, especially to get Trey Kaufman, the Indiana kid, uh, and the fact that they lost the, the fact that Indiana had the, the top two players in the state this season were both five stars or, or borderline five stars. And both of them chose Purdue. Uh, it, it, that's tough for Indiana. 
Uh, you 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 would you would like to get at, at least one or both of those guys, uh, but they both wanted to play for Matt Painter, and that seemed like a very important part of that. Is that it wasn't choosing Purdue over Indiana so much as it was choosing Matt Painter at this point because he he has a reputation as being as being a guy that's going to develop these big men right now. And, and like it's important, I've mentioned the importance of Indiana football. They're recruiting, they're doing a great job, but they they're still not getting that five star guy from for Indiana. When when Indiana has that one or two, you know, it's a rare thing. But uh, I keep what is the guy's kid's name that went to Ohio State, a lineman that played basketball. Golly, six foot nine, big guy, but he had great footwork. I, it's driving me nuts that I can't pull his name up. I know someone will send it to me, but it's been like two years ago now. But uh, but anyway, you you got to get. Those guys. For when Indiana starts getting those guys football, those then it's done. Indiana basketball was at that point, and they've fallen back. Everybody thinks the recruiting is going great. You've gotten three straight Mr. Basketballs, but you just mentioned two five stars. There was also Keon Brooks, uh, you know, another five star that they did not get. It's you, you got to get to that point, or that's why you're still they're kind of mired in mediocrity right now. It seems and. Um, you know, they look great yesterday, and hopefully that continues, and the, and the momentum from that moves forward. But um, it there's reasons. Recruiting matters. Yeah. And, and in, in, in fairness to Archie, he has gotten the three guys. If, if you had uh, laid out a roadmap when Archie took this job of the three guys that he was going to need to get over the first four years of his tenure, absolutely 100%. He's gotten all three of them. He got Romeo. He got Trace Jackson Davis. He got Christian Lander. Those, those are guys that you need to get uh, at Indiana. He went out and got them. And he, he's also done a good job of when they missed on some five-star guys, going out and getting some guys who can be valuable. He went out. Armand Franklin is, has been one of Indiana's best players this season. He was terrific yesterday. He seems like he's the most improved player on the team. He was a three-star guy. And, and they kind of got him to, to, to fill out the 2019 class with Trace. And he has been a great get for them. And so it, it, they've done a good job of getting some recruits like that when they miss on some of the five stars. And, and those are the type of recruits that you're going to build a program around. The five stars are probably going to leave after a season or two, as we've seen with Romeo, and we're probably going to see with Trace at the end of this season. So um, it, getting those guys that are going to stay for four years and then contribute for four years, like an Armand, like a Rob Finnessy, those are extremely important for building a program long term. And to see the rise of Armand, if that is able, if he's able to continue that, and because his play has been one of these, one of the shining moments, and it certainly was yesterday. But if that is continues, he'll be to me the first player that has really developed under Archie Miller. I, you, you just haven't seen player development, and and guys just really get better. Uh, this would be uh, one of those, and and that's but that's what you have to have uh, because you mentioned getting the guys that you have to get. Yeah, you have to get those, but you have to get the guys with them that you need to complement them, and they have not gotten those complementary pieces, and therefore you're mired in this. Your your wheels are kind of spinning because yeah, you got that Romeo, but he's gone after one year. You, you get the next guy, but then he's gone. They're not. You've got to have the complementary pieces to go with that for it to work, and and that's where I think that has kind of missed uh, a little bit. Yeah, and obviously that, that that's part of it. And, and right now it's interesting because the complementary pieces around Trace Jackson Davis, because right now Indiana is built to maximize Trace Jackson Davis's talents, as it should be, because he is a special, special player, uh, and teams are going to throw two and three guys at him. So it, it, what you want to have around him is just guys who can make plays off the dribble and can shoot the ball. And in the first few games of this season, what, what we had seen was a lot of bricks 
uh, from beyond the arc. And that was going to make things difficult for Trace uh, because their teams were able to sag back into the lane and kind of and put two or three guys around him. If Indiana does what it does yesterday, and they don't even have to make 13 threes every game. If they make seven, eight, nine threes in a game, that's just going to open up the lane so much for Trace to operate, which is the whole point of the offseason. They talked about pace and space in the offseason all year long. And if they can just make a few of them, that'll be huge. Absolutely. Uh, and yesterday was hopefully a start to that. Uh, confidence. The freshman, that was big for the freshman. Anthony Leal got in, got his first three. That's got to feel good. It's kind of it's like, ah. Uh, it's just let that all right, let that relief because he's a guy that they've looked at as a possible shooter as well. Uh, Christian Lander looks like he's just getting more confident in his role. Trey Trey Galloway was looking to score yesterday. He was hunting. I know there was one time where he drove the rim and got in and scored, shot the ball. I think he was four or five of five, whatever he was. Just a very efficient day, but very good for the freshman. Geronimo got in too. Uh, but those other three. It's Trey Galloway, Christian Lander, and Anthony Leo. Anthony Leo has gotten not as much time either, but he's got some yesterday. And get let that shot kind of relax. I, all of them. I think they all hit a three yesterday, minus Geronimo maybe. But that's got to feel good. Like I said, just to, all right, boom, there it is. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that a lot more. We got plenty else to get to as well. Uh, we'll talk about Commissioner Warren and Alvarez. Who's who's the commissioner of the Big Ten right now? Uh, you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat. We're coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Back with more right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway, Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TVs, Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship photos, and that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let doctors Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana Avenue in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers, as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or be sure to get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington with Psalms Clubhouse. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? 
I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our locations to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The College of Pro Football seasons bring friends together. And Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bush Light drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings, or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon This is former Indiana basketball player Brian Evans, and you're listening to Indiana Sports Beat with Jim Coyle. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Monday coming to you from the Gothamity Point Studios. Talking about the commissioner of the uh, Big Ten, Alvarez. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant to say Kevin Warren. I forgot. He's the commissioner of the Big Ten, isn't he? Um, the ACC is looking for a new commissioner. Ironically, guess where they're looking? According to reports last night and this morning, the ACC is looking to Big Ten to fill that position. Northwestern Athletic Director Jim Phillips is the target of the ACC's interest. Pete Thamel from uh, Yahoo shared that the league is finalizing an offer for Phillips with an expected offer soon. Well, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Here, the Big Ten is just mired in a PR mess nightmare because of a lack of leadership, a lack of transparency, a lack of forth, a lack of everything by the top, their commissioner. And yet, the ACC is going to name a new commissioner from the Big Ten. Uh, from a Big Ten school, I think that is just a for another slap at the Big Ten on 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 their idiocy this year. Well, it, it, it's interesting because um, Jim Phillips, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, was he le- he was one of the leaders of the search for the he was one of the people that was that was leading the search to hire Kevin Warren in the first place. Uh, so, so that, that, that's kind of an interesting turn of events there that, that, that he would go get the ACC job. Um, but, but yeah, it, it's been a tough year for the big 10 communications wise, obviously, um, Warren kind of got thrown into the deep end. Uh, he took this job and, and, and almost immediately in his third month on the job was hit with, uh, one of the, the most important, uh, events, uh, in college sports in, in decades. So it's something and that he, he had to all, and he screwed it up royally. He has screwed up. But here's the thing. And I've said this before. The beginning, yeah, it was new to everybody. I get it. So you you get a pass and you get opportunities to redeem that. He had multiple opportunities, continues to have multiple opportunities, and continues to trip over the bucket. I'm like, what are you doing? And it continues today. We've been hearing about a Big Ten mess for the last two weeks. The biggest, this crap with Ohio State, where has he been? You don't hear from Kevin Warren. You hear from Barry Alvarez, the de facto commissioner of the Big Ten. 
he's the guy that's making the statements. He's the guy that's that's leading things. And that's that is not good, period. It's not good for the league. It's not good for Indiana. It, it cannot be good for the Big Ten, period, I don't think. Yeah, I, I, obviously there, there's been a whole lot of, of things that the Big Ten could have done better from a communication standpoint, especially. And that's the thing is – is the decisions they've made, I, I believe, throughout this have all been defensible on their own. The, the, the thing is that they've just rolled them out in an extremely, in an extremely haphazard manner, uh, I, I, at least in my opinion. Um, and, and so uh, if you'd like to see the communication be a little bit better and, and kind of just give us a, an idea of where the thinking is. And obviously, um, we understand what the thinking is uh, with, Indiana, with Ohio State getting jumped over Indiana. You understand uh, that the Big Ten is, is trying to maximize the chances of Ohio State getting college football playoff and also they did beat indiana in the regular season so you understand the thinking there but it was just more about we made a rule we changed the rule and it, it just seemed capricious throughout so it, it's a lot i think a lot of it is a communications issue because you can defend the decisions on the merits it's a communications issue more than anything and, and again and that's but the thing that gets me is it hasn't changed and it still doesn't change you surely to gosh you think somebody's going hey we don't look good as a conference. You'd think that you'd realize that after six months of getting pummeled, uh, maybe we should try to do something a little different. No, they don't care. It's like we just don't care. Uh, and I think you've taken a, a one of the most valuable products. The Big Ten Athletics is one of the most valuable products in all the sports. You're damaging it. And you, you, if you don't think leagues can pass you by, well, watch. You, you keep screwing things up. I promise you, you will not be premier any longer. When you make mistakes, when you when you just get, when you have less teams in, when you make mistakes that, that forces your teams out of a New York six, New Year's Six Bowl, I mean all kinds of little things. That stuff adds up. It, there are ramifications that adds up, and I just I've just not seen Kevin Warren. What has Kevin? Let me ask you this: What has Kevin Warren done good since he has been in? What is one good thing that he has done as commissioner that has been a benefit to the Big Ten? I cannot think of a thing. Well, and, and it's tough because you don't know exactly how much influence Kevin Warren had on a lot of these decisions. Because we don't because hear from Kevin Warren. Yeah, yeah, and and that and that's part of it too. He he uh, he didn't speak for a while after the Big Ten decided to cancel the season, and that was that was a problem as well. Um, and, and you you do wonder how different things would have been had Jim Delaney been still been the commissioner because he he has the the cachet as, as a guy who's been the commissioner for for decades and decades and can kind of throw his weight around. Uh, and we, what we have to remember is the decision to cancel this season. I, I do think Kevin Warren has gotten a little bit uh, of the short stick on that just because um, the decision to cancel the season was not his alone. The presidents, as we've seen ad nauseum, uh, voted 12 to two, I believe it was to cancel the season. Uh, and then kind of let Kevin Warren was kind of sent out there to take all the, all the heat for that when it wasn't his decision uh, in whole or even in part. So I, I think he's gotten a little bit of the short stick on that, but that comes back to the communication, right? They, they didn't present a united front as what they wanted to do as a conference. And meanwhile, the PAC 12 has made a lot of, the, I think that the PAC 12 is a good counter example here because they, they've made a lot of the same decisions. The big 10 has throughout this. They chose to, to postpone the season. They chose to restart. They've had a lot of the same issues with teams not playing enough games, but they haven't had the same heat as the big 10 because their communications have been a little bit better. And also maybe because people don't care about the PAC 12 as much. Uh, but I think they've done a little bit better job of communicating what they're trying to do. I think that's helpful. 
Absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, let's see. Ten six. Uh, Basketball-wise, uh, the Hoosiers, a big win yesterday. We talked about that. The three-point shooting unfurled. Uh, man, everybody was hitting. Toward the end, I was like, man, who hasn't hit a three-pointer now? Uh, they started going in looking good. They just looked relaxed. Um, and, and that is something they're definitely going to need. Archie Miller, of course, after the game, talking about his team. Uh, let's hear what uh, Coach Miller had to say. But the fact we were able to pull the game off today was a good thing. And just getting used to playing at home. You know, this is our first game uh, since November 25th at home. And, um, you know, so I was happy to get back out here. Um, but our guys did a good job defensively, especially early. We're very dialed in. Uh, we got loose balls. We made hard plays. Um, offensively, we just didn't take care of the ball. We were very, very methodical against the zone. And also in transition, we just uh, we didn't take care of the ball. So I was disappointed about that. Second half, much better. And um, I give uh, Armand a lot of credit. He continues to evolve as a player for us. Um, but I was really happy for him to see the ball go through the net. He's worked hard on it. And um, I think that's going to be the Armand that we get used to seeing. Maybe not five and a half or whatever he had, but consistently being able to knock those open ones in. When he has that with the way he's defending for us and the way he's creating um, you know, he's turning into a, a terrific player um, here early in the year for us. But There you go. There's Archie Miller talking about uh, his team as they uh, they won big yesterday, 87-52. Armand Franklin, his name's popped up a couple of times now today as we've talked, and uh, with good reason because yesterday he, uh, he let her go, man. Uh, let's see, 23 minutes. He had four rebounds, five assists, 19 points. That's a stat line. That's that's what you want to see. I mean, and, and it came on, what was it, five of seven from behind the arc, I think. Uh, yeah, and missed his first two. He, he missed his first two on, on, of three-pointers, and then he made his last five in a row. That's confidence, man. I mean, but when you're feeling – I know that in, when having Todd on and those guys – as a shooter, they get that confidence, man. It is, it's that when you are, when you have a shooter that is confident, that's a, that's a scary thing. Yeah. And, and that's, it seemed like Indiana had such a strange game yesterday. It seemed like a switch flipped. They'd been so bad at three pointers all season long. They were, they came into the game shooting 28% on three pointers, which is even worse than it was last year. And then they started one for eight against North Alabama as, as North Alabama basically dared them to shoot threes. They put four guys in the lane around Trace and dared Indiana to shoot from the outside and said, beat us that way, we don't care. And Indiana started one of eight, and they were up by eight against a team that's uh, its third year in Division One basketball with, with eight minutes left in the first half. And then they made it just like a switch flipped. Armand made one, and then Indiana made 11 of the next 19 from beyond the arc. That's, clo- that's close to 60%. Uh, over about a 20-minute stretch there. It it was just like a switch flipped, and suddenly everyone was shooting it well. And I don't know where that came from or if it's going to carry over to the next game at all, but it was great to see Indiana kind of show what it can be when it's making those shots. Yeah, because it was not just one guy. Because a lot of times what will happen is one guy will get hot, like Armand, like Armand got hot. But it wasn't just him that was in on that party, man. I mean – who didn't? Everybody started hitting threes. Anthony Leo got his first three. Christian Lander hit. Uh, Al Durham hit. I, I, Rob Finnessy even hit. Uh, everybody hit. And that is, that's even more. You had two rarities yesterday. First of all, Indiana hitting threes, period. 
And then you had everybody in on the party. Uh, again, two rare things for, for them shooting-wise. But you want to see that. Of course, it was against North Alabama. You want to see them do that against Butler or a, a Big Ten team because uh, that's what they're going to have to do. But doing it, period, is something they haven't done. So that's a positive step and, and something you want to look forward to. Yeah, I, I, I think the important part is we talk about, oh, it's just against North Alabama. But the important part of that is that they were able to um, they, they were moving the ball well. And that's the important part is that, yeah, they were moving the ball in and out of the zone, pop, popping it all around the court and getting open looks. And that's what you want to see against any competition. And that's what you wanted to see yesterday. Absolutely. We've got to take another one more quick break. Uh, we'll finish out talking with some basketball. we got other things going on, too, to talk about, though. Uh, the kid from Florida still in stable condition uh, after collapsing. Uh, wish him the best. Uh, the Alabama coach apologizes for his comments to Mike Krzyzewski about uh, they shouldn't be playing. Calipari walks back his COVID claim that the players can jump to the front of the line at the hospital. Right. Uh, so look forward to that. Kentucky got beat again. What are they? One, one and four. Uh, that was, man, that was a great game. We'll look forward to talking about that. We'll talk about that when we come back. Indiana Sports Beat coming to you from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios. Back with four right after this. Hello, everybody. Jim Coyle from Indiana Sports Beat. When I'm not covering the Hoosiers, you can find me at Bubba's 33 in Clarksville, located on the northeast corner of I-65 at Veterans Parkway. Bubba's 33 has hand-tossed pizzas, bold burgers, and ice-cold beer from a select list of local craft brewers. An incredible food selection, all made fresh daily. Whether you're meeting the team for that post-win meal in the family dining area or meeting friends for happy hour to watch the game on one of Bubba's 50 TV. Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. We all want a winning smile for those championship f- And that's exactly what you will get at Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Reynolds Family Dentistry has been serving the dental needs of Hoosier families for over 30 years. Let Drs. Roger and Jay Reynolds take care of your family. Just off of I-65 at 809 South Indiana in Sellersburg. Call 812-246-3368. That's Reynolds Family Dentistry, 812-246-3368. Hey, this is Jim Coyle with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. The Hoosier.com is where you'll find complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers as well as coverage of the Big Ten. Simply go to the Hoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also catch Indiana Sports Beat Radio there each day at your convenience, or you can find it in any place you podcast or on this station each weekday. If we're not on the station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. The 2021 golf season is just around the corner. Book your next outing or be sure to get your membership from the Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington. Just call 812-824-4040. And whether you're playing golf or not, you'll want to check out the new Psalms Clubhouse. It's open to the public for lunch or dinner. Call 812-824-4040 for reservations or tea times. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington with Psalms House. A winner every time. Does your bank offer the personal service of a community bank combined with big bank products that you expect? I'm Dane Chandler, Banking Center Manager with Banterra, and with our bank, you get the best of both worlds. Our easy-to-use mobile app includes conveniences like mobile check deposit. We offer competitive CD and money market rates, smart mortgage options, and unmatched business products and services. Switching to Banterra is easy. Stop by our 
applications to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The College of Pro Football seasons bring friends together. From Leroy's Tavern is a place to watch all the games every week with the NFL Sunday ticket while enjoying $1 Bushlight drafts every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Leroy's Tavern also features a $6 daily lunch special from 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday featuring a sandwich, fries, or onion rings or a 7-inch pizza and a non-alcoholic drink for just $6. Be part of the karaoke fun every Friday and Saturday night. Leroy's Tavern, a West Side tradition for 50 years at 2659 Mount Vernon Hey, this is Jordan Halls, former Indiana Hoosier. Keep up with Indiana Sports on Indiana Sports Beat. Thanks again to him and Todd for uh, doing the post game yesterday. Go to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that uh, great post game show between those guys yesterday. It was awesome. What were we talking about when we left? We're talking about uh, Indiana finally finding some three point shooting. Yeah. After after three three years and uh, and change of the Archie Miller era here, thirteen three pointers against North Alabama. Armand Franklin, man, he could be the guy that uh, they've been looking for. If it, and and if he can get going, he may be able. That may be loosening things up for other guys. Uh, yes, that happens a lot. So we'll look forward to that. John Calipari, I'm laughing. Uh, he had to walk back his comments. What came off as a pretty tone deaf take about Kentucky basketball during the COVID pandemic on Friday, while addressing Duke coach Mike Sushevsky's comments earlier in the week and his decision to cancel the rest of their non-conference schedule, he suggested that his players are safer on campus because there's a university hospital nearby that would provide special treatment if they contracted the coronavirus. Our players would move to the front of the line of the hospital. Of course. Why would he not say that? I mean, it's, it's, he forgot. Oops, oops. I'm not supposed to say that out loud, am I? <laughs> I, I that, that's probably what it is, right? Because... I mean, you, you don't want – if you're the hospital. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's one of those things where you, maybe he said the quiet part out loud, you know. Um, but, but yeah, that's uh, – obviously, that's that's not what you want to hear right now for, from people as hospitals across the country are kind of filling up and, and there's not a lot of beds to go around. You don't want to hear that, uh, well, it's okay if our guys get it because they'll be taken care of at the hospital. And that's not exactly what you want to hear right now. Yeah, I know. But uh, just funny. It's – yeah, I, I really try to stay away from any com- uh, comments about the coronavirus because if something like that, I'm like, I don't know about that. I can't say that. Um, right. So, yeah, that's just something that you don't want to mess with. I mean, I see people calling it a disease. It's not a disease. It's a virus. Stop calling it a disease, especially when it's people that, that are talking on TV. I'm like, going, shut up. You don't know. What, why are you calling it that? But, uh, yeah, I, I just I try to stay away from from it and uh it's it's been such a a hectic uh attack on sports and then now we're in this weird time where we're right before we get this vaccine and probably at the height of of as bad as it's going to be uh the numbers you know they're up there so it's boy it's like uh two marvel super comics coming colliding and and, yeah but hopefully we can get to that get that out there but yeah yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone be safe. We're so close to the vaccine. Everyone be safe. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
that's uh, I've been trying this. And, and that's what sucks is if you get that close and get it. Ah, I'm like, ah, I'm going to try it. Rutgers, Maryland tonight. That should be a good game. Maryland is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which I'm like, I know they're at home. I, I, if I was betting that game, I'd probably give those two-and-a-half points up to Rutgers. I think they're the better team. Is, is Rutgers basketball the equivalent of Indiana football, where they're they're clearly a good team that's just not getting any respect because they haven't been good historically? Very, very possible. Very, very possible. Maryland, and Maryland is one of those teams that is a name uh, that is not – that I don't think they're they're very good this year, although they are 4-1. So it's terrible. I just didn't think they're that strong. It's not a strong four to one. I don't think. Right. I mean, the one loss they have was against Clemson in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Obviously, Clemson's very good this year. They already have wins over Purdue and Maryland. Um, but that, unfortunately, that's the only game in Maryland I've seen this year was that Clemson game, and oh boy, that was bad. They were down thirty-eight to fifteen at halftime, um, and they ended up losing by sixteen. Uh, it, it was not a good performance by Maryland. Obviously, they lost a ton of talent. They lost. Uh, Jalen Smith, uh, who was uh, one of the, maybe their best player last year, uh, they lost Aaron Wiggins. Uh, so they, they lost some talent and they're rebuilding. But uh, yeah, should be should be a good uh, good uh, Big Ten opener for both teams. Obviously, the Big Ten season actually got started yesterday uh, with Michigan Penn State. Uh, so we are already into the Big Ten season here uh, on December fourteenth. Idaho uh, was supposed to play at Gonzaga, number one Gonzaga. That was canceled. And DePaul was supposed to go to number nine Villanova. That one's been postponed. Uh, so that, that will be the case. Next up for Indiana, like we said, Butler uh, supposed to happen on Saturday. And uh, Indiana playing supposed to play football on Friday, uh, which would be cool. That, Like Don Fisher said, he gets to do both of those games, which is a rarity, uh, which would be awesome. To, I don't know. I wonder if he's ever – well, I'm sure he's done that with a, a basketball game on Sunday, but I, I bet that he's never done a football game on a Friday prior to a Saturday basketball game before. That's that's a unique situation for him. But I don't just – I'm not confident either of those games are going to take place. We talked about that earlier in the show. Uh, the Indiana Butler basketball game, for different reasons, just because of COVID, I just don't think that's going to happen. You just saw mentioned earlier, Forrest let us know that uh, – Butler had canceled their game, postponed their game with St. John's tonight, which that's a Big East game for them, right? That's a that's a conference game, so they're in conference play. Uh, but I just don't not confident that it'll happen. We'll see. Indiana needs it. Indiana basketball needs the game. They need to play against whether, like I said, it was North Alabama yesterday. Man, that's that you got to play against other people. So they they need to play that game uh, before you get into Big Ten play because you don't want to use the Big Ten as your springboard to get ready for the season. Yes, and, and that's something that Archie Miller talked about after the game yesterday was um, they're going to need to figure some things out during during the season, right? Like, like they, they are not a finished product by any means. They don't know yet who they're, they're set. Like, during the Big Ten season, generally, your rotation shrinks a little bit. Uh, you play fewer players because you want your best players on the court. But Indiana right now, they don't know quite yet who they're – eight, nine best players are. They're still kind of searching. Can some of the freshmen break into there and be consistent um, performers for them? And so it'd be nice to have this game against Butler, one more good team, uh, good opponent before the Big Ten season starts. Obviously, uh, Butler having its own issues with COVID right now. They are, as of right now, scheduled to play Villanova on Wednesday. Uh, So if they play that game, it'll kind of be indicative of whether they'll be able to play uh, Indiana on Saturday as well. So crossing your fingers, the Butler is able to play against Villanova on Wednesday. 
And you mentioned the rotation, Archie trying to develop his rotation. Um, he's historically, he's gone deeper before and we just didn't know what, what he was really doing. See, look, this year, a little more concise, of course, he's without Joey Brunk and that's going to change things when, if and when Joey comes back. Uh, don't know when that's going to be. That's another big question mark. Uh, thought that that was probably just going to be a couple games in the preseason, but it's turned into something else. Don't know when he's going to come back. And man, you lose. That's that's a lot. You're losing in this season, especially this Big Ten season. Indiana is going to have to start shooting the three point better. Period. Uh, end of discussion. If you don't, and you don't have more of a, a middle presence, you don't have Joy Brunk to help out. Man, you're going to be dead in the water in this league this year. It's just too tough. You have to have those things because these are battles that are going to be tough. Like Don said, there or whoever said it earlier, there's not a night off in the Big Ten this year from the bottom up. I don't care if you're playing the last place team. The last place team is probably marginal, and a marginal team can beat you on the given day. And so then if you then if you just go up from there, everything else gets tougher. Uh, so it starts out tough and just gets tougher. You got to be able to do those things. Yeah, and J- Joey Bronk is is important for Indiana as well because Archie Miller's talked all season from the Tennessee Tech game on about the need for this team to rebound better. He has harped on that over and over and over. And uh, Joey Bronk is is one of your best rebounders. He's he's one of the top three rebounders on the team. And so to lose him at a, at a um, and be even more weakened at, at, in an area where there, it's already a cause for concern, that's tough for Indiana. And obviously the Big Ten is a league of bigs. There are so many talented bigs uh, in this conference that obviously Trace is, is Indiana's guy, but you'd like to have a little bit more backup on that front line. Race is a talented player. He plays extremely hard. He's only six foot eight. You'd like to have a guy that, that can play a little bit bigger than that. Uh, and Brunk is that guy for Indiana, or at least he was last year. Hopefully they get him back sooner rather than later. Absolutely. They'll need him. Uh, big thanks to uh, Don Fisher, as always, joining us here on the program. Uh, look forward to talking to him each and every Monday. And, of course, Dylan as well. Matt Taylor, who's normally with us, uh, could be with us today. We'll uh, either going to have him on tomorrow or Wednesday. We'll get that figured out. But the Colts, with that big win over the Raiders, looking forward to talking. That was a gigantic win by them, man. That's that's big. You go out to Las Vegas and beat the Raiders, uh, even though they're not division leaders or what, it doesn't matter. It's still, that was a big win for them, especially as they're trying to make the playoffs, man. That's, that, that's a playoff team. That's, that's what a playoff team does right there. So look forward to talking to Matt more about that, but, uh, thanks again to Dylan for joining us as always. Make sure you give him a follow from the Fort Wayne Journal and Gazette. Keep up Dylan. I appreciate you brother as always. Absolutely. I always glad to do it, Jim. Looking forward to next week. Absolutely. We'll look forward to that. And I look forward to tomorrow. Thanks, you guys. Go out, have yourself a great day. Do something nice for somebody and make sure you wear your mask until we get those vaccines. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.